Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley here, and I want to talk today about abundance. There is such a lack of abundant mentality in our society today that I notice. I notice it in our youth. I notice it in our business owners. I notice it as people get older. And I think, why? There's just, there's so much out there. Okay, so I'm going to start with a little shout out and um, and, and a story, because as you know, I always do with the stories. So I'm a romance reader. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Huge fan. Now, I'm the first one to say your teenage girls don't let them read freaking harlequin romances okay that's no basis in reality whatsoever their minds it's always like everything that's why it's it's illegally uh okay to drink at a certain age because you know we hope by then you've made some choices of how to handle yourself but when you're younger it's unhealthy and you don't have the ability to handle yourself i think introduction to certain things stimuli are the same whether it be movies romantic novels things like that Ages of 12 to 18 or 17, no. There's a lot of places I don't want to see that kind of stuff because it just builds unrealistic <clears throat> expectations. And I know I made this example once before. It's like porn for young men. Realistic, expe- unrealistic expectations. So I do feel that way about her- romances. I was allowed to read them at a very young age and it mucked me up big time. But as in my adulthood, and now I do understand what it takes to make a marriage and how things work in reality, I enjoy them and I love period pieces and I love fantasy. So I will read anything that's got Nora Roberts name on it or JD Robb. And I discovered a new author a couple years back. Her name is Sarah Humphreys and she writes three different types of books, but one of them is a series called the Amovio and I Amovio. I hope I'm saying that right. They're shapeshifters. Anyways, she's a very, she writes similar to Nora in, in her style. And, and I just, I just love her books and she brings in series where I can revisit the same people over and over again. Anyways, that's my plug. If you haven't found Sarah, and you at all, if you're a guy and you need to buy your uh, lady something fun to read, or if you're a woman looking for something new, I highly recommend Sarah. But the point of bringing Sarah up is not about what she does for a living, it's how she does it. So I was introduced to her via Facebook, actually. I've never actually met her in, in person because a friend of mine in the past, her husband used to model for the Romantic Times. Yes, I know. It's all very convoluted. And and she introduced me to her stories, knowing that I read this stuff. And she'd bring books back from these uh, things and say, hey, you know, let me know and give me feedback. Cause these are new authors and they're looking, excuse me, very similar to my podcasting. They're looking to make their mark. I have not seen many people that are supportive as she is. And in fact, I know how supportive she is because I know her, she must reach a certain point in her tether when she has to sometimes make posts and saying, hey, you know what? Just don't randomly throw stuff at me. And I don't blame her. You know, people now, they'll just, you know, send her her book without permission or not knowing her. There are, there is etiquette to be followed. And the reason I mention it is because I've seen her on Facebook so supportive and I've spoken to her through Messenger many times over the years so supportive of new writers and collaborating. She believes in abundance. She absolutely does not conduct her professional writing life in a manner that says, I need to worry that I am not going to find enough out there. She is a firm believer from what I've experienced of her from the outside looking in, in abundance. And in fact, she did it for me. I came home from an event about a year and a bit ago and thought I might write a book. Now, 
since she's the only author I actually know, I private messaged her and said, you have any advice, you know, at all? I'll take just one piece. And her, and she responded, which was just, just lovely of her to say, do you know what? I'll give you the same advice Nora Roberts gave me. Just start writing. Because it's like anything in life. If you don't take the first step forward, you're going nowhere. So you have to move forward. Even if you don't like what you're doing, even if the first things you write are bad or the first things you podcast are spazzy and crazy, if you don't start on the path, you're going nowhere. So I appreciated her so much. In the end, it wasn't for me. It might be in the future. And it was definitely not in her, even in her line of work. And she didn't know that. I could have been talking about romance novels for all she knew. I was talking about health and, and welfare. Um, but I didn't actually mention that to her at the time. And she still was 100% supportive. So when I started podcasting, I wanted to give some gratitude back and, and go. And I went back to her because she did. She made an impression on me. Someone that took some time out of her day her correspondence must be incredible. Any author would be. And she's very popular. And I realized that, you know what? She took that time and I wanted to acknowledge that. To let her know that, you know, this is what happened a year ago. I just wanted to say thank you. And I found my voice. I just found it in a, in a different venue. She was amazing. She was just like, oh, you are so welcome. Send me your link. So I see that and I see how successful she's becoming. Now, let's change out of the romance novels and into just any line of business. Do you have a sense of abundance in your mentality about your business? Because if you don't, you're always going to be lacking in some way. So I've seen it so many times. I have a lot of experience with other people's businesses because I am that add-on service. As an accounting professional, I am in people's businesses but they're not my business. My business is my business, Genesis Consulting, but I'm in their businesses. So I see a lot of different uh, venues, a lot of different types of specialities, and I'm just exposed to a lot of businesses in general that maybe the average population just on a day-to-day -day basis that go to a regular job wouldn't be. And there has been no time in my life that I have not seen business owners that always have a sense of abundance not succeed. I'm not saying everything's perfect. The economy crashed. People have to close down or they have to downsize. You adapt. You, you, you do what you need to do. But for the most part, what I see is those that have a sense of abundance and of sharing and of collaborating are usually happier, more successful people. So if you are living constantly in a state of fear, fear that someone else will take your clients, fear of someone else is going to get the sale. And unfortunately, because I do have this experience with network marketing, I saw so much of it in that. And which was very sad because people get into it and they have very little experience. And so they're a little panicky. And it happened to me. I'm, I'm going to be very honest. I had an experience where someone chose not to do business with me. And since that person was so close in my life, in other areas, I was devastated. I was so hurt. Not even remotely about the money and the abundance. I was just so hurt they didn't, wouldn't have wanted to do that adventure with me. So different things can kind of drive you emotionally. But from an overall standpoint blanket, do you worry and live in fear that there's not enough out there? So one of the events I go to, and I've spoken to him before, one of my mentors is Colin Sprake. And he is a business mentor of mine. I attend his, his courses from his company, Make Your Mark. And he's got a wonderful gift. He's got a brilliant gift of challenge. And so he really gets in your face, which is good. Because if you are a business owner and coasting, that is where you're going to stay. Okay. 
So you need to be challenged. You need to step outside your comfort zone. You need to step outside the box to expand, to be better and bigger than you think you might be. Because remember, I say it all the time. The world is not served by you playing small. Okay? Excuse me. I apologize. Never, never is the world served by you playing small. So Colin speaks on this quite extensively through a lot of his courses on abundance, and he is a huge believer of it. And it wasn't until he brought it to my attention that I realized I've always been a believer of that. And it never kind of clicked for me. I didn't have a name for it. I just assumed. I just have always believed in the win-win, mainly because I went, you know, I, I, I looked for that in my 20s. I came out of a, some really tough stuff, tough stuff, sorry, in my early 20s. And in my late 20s, started my exploration of courses and self-development. And this was brought to my attention during that part of my life. And so the win-win, and I talk, I, I spoke about that on about three or four podcasts ago about compromise. And sometimes finding a win is also finding a compromise. They're not mutually exclusive. But Colin speaks very heavily on abundance in his business courses. And it wasn't until he spoke on it and he sort of put it into black and white that I realized I'd been living that way anyways. I am the person for whatever reason that became the go-to person. I became this go-to person for all my friends and stuff in my life when I was younger on health. Then as I became more experienced and more mature in my business uh, acrimum, uh, acumum, sorry, uh, they came to me for that as well. But it wasn't just for what I knew. People would come to me because they figure I knew someone that knew what they needed and they were right. I made a huge concerted effort on networking. Networking was very, very important to me and being able to find the answers for other people. Now, did I take a risk? I suppose I did. As soon as I introduced one of my clients or, or a friend to someone else's business or what they had to offer, there's always that small risk that I could lose them as a client. But that never entered my mind. In fact, I came up against this a few years back when I left Bell Canada and really hadn't realized how sick I had gotten. And before I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia, I decided I, I needed to get some bookkeeping clients again like I used to have. And I hadn't bookkeeped for a number of years because I had been in management and I was doing project management for on a large scale. And I went to talk to someone that I met through a business uh, networking event and she had a bookkeeping company and asked if she needed some help. And, and she did because I knew a platform she didn't have, but she was very scared and a little insecure about the fact that I might walk away with her clients. And I have to admit, I was stunned. I shouldn't have been, I was old enough to know better, but it was just because that never entered my mind. I didn't think about it entering hers. She had a very valid point. And I actually, as, as I'm using this example to support my point of view, I also need to point out that this can sometimes be a bad thing. And this is actually going on in one of my clients or our, in my, say, mine, my son and my business now, one of the clients he's on site with right now, the client that, that hired us, they hired another third party person to put on their site. Well, that person is from a competing IT company I would say probably maybe not their wisest choice because they're off-site around the world and there's nothing stopping that company from stepping in and stealing that, taking that contract. So I'm not being naive in what I'm saying in the fact that you do need to be wary of your business, but there is still a fundamental belief of, a, of whether you have a, an abundant belief or a non-abundant belief that will drive certain decisions and certain attitudes in your life and your business. So being a person that knows share that knowledge. My husband is a sales rep. If he does not have what his customers need, he has no problem putting them elsewhere. First of all, because he's built such a level of trust with the clients, he knows 
that 99% of the time, they are never going to leave him. People don't buy my husband's products because they love the company he works for. They buy the products because he's their sales rep. He has built that rapport and he's been with them for 27 years. So if he can't find what his clients needs, if he can't service what his clients needs, he will find someone that can or recommend because he has an attitude of abundance and a knowledge and a security that he knows that his clients like dealing with him. I am the same way with my clients and always have been for 25 years. My clients don't leave me because I've introduced them to someone else that might have knowledge that I have. They come to me because they expect me to have a certain amount of knowledge and to have networked with people that might be able to answer their questions or find their next need. And I take great pride in that. So ask yourself this, are you living in an attitude of abundance? And I'm going to do a bit of a series on this because there are some actual, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when we work through something, uh, we're working through a process that I, I'm actually going to share with you from a course that I took. But today I just wanted to touch quickly on the actual attitude of abundance. Do you have it? Are you showing it? Are you living in fear and in a sense of want in your business? Because if you are, that is going to transpose to your life and your cash flow and you will be living in that place in a long, long, for a long, long time. We are what we think. So if you believe that there's business out there for everyone, there, there's going to be. Everyone, you have a great day and I will catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.